Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, and uh, happy new quarter. <laughs> it's, the, it's the start of quarter two of 2021, and uh, I don't know about you, but quarter one has gone really, really quickly. It's like the click of the fingers, and it has absolutely flown by. So question for you, how did you end up at the end of the quarter? Hopefully, the seeds that you were planting at the beginning of quarter one and at the end of quarter four of 2020 have been germinated and you've been in a position to reap the benefits. Now, are you happy and content or are you not happy and are you discontent? Now, a lot of that will be based on what you did at the beginning of 2021. And uh, it's often been said that what you do right now will not necessarily pay dividends until one quarter and sometimes a quarter and a half or two quarters and even beyond that down the track. So we've got to be really, really conscious of what we did and what we are doing right now. So it's an opportunity to, to I guess, to re revisit, uh, reload, review, reflect and uh, re-energize as we ramp into quarter number two. So what seeds did you plant in January, that started to be harvested towards the end of March. And if you are not getting the results that you want, then we need to look back at what we did or didn't do at the beginning of the uh, of the year and to see what we need to do in terms of adjustments. Now, back in, uh, back in the beginning of 2021, I recorded a couple of podcasts where I was talking about the fact that this could be your biggest year yet or your boldest year yet. And we talked about a number of things that we could be doing to give ourselves the best start to 2021, but also set ourselves up to build some momentum so that could be carried through into Q2, Q3, and ultimately Q4 to make 2021 the greatest year you've ever had in your business, but also in your career. And so in today's podcast, I'm going to reflect on what some of those things are. And this is the perfect time, by the way, to take some time out, given it's now Easter weekend, and spend some time over the weekend to think about and reflect upon the first quarter. Look at what has worked. Also look at what hasn't worked and think about and pick out some key areas to focus on as we ramp into quarter two. Now, this is a discipline that I get all my clients to do on a weekly basis, but it's even more important that as a quarter closes, we start to reflect back on the quarter that's just been and look at what has actually worked really, really well and give ourselves some feedback and some positive praise on what we've been doing well, but also identify some areas that perhaps not so much that we failed in, but perhaps we put in some effort and didn't necessarily get the results we were looking for uh, and get the key lessons out of that because often that reflection may actually be able to give you some insights into making just a couple of small tinkering changes that could be the difference that makes all the difference to building and continuing to build momentum in the next quarter. So I was just reflecting on the podcast I recorded, I think the first or well, early, in, early in January. And there were some things to consider and some things to, I guess, challenge yourself on for the first 90 days or the first quarter of 2021. And I just want to run through some of these and and get you to reflect on as well, because I'll be doing exactly the same thing over this Easter weekend and really thinking, okay, did did I tick these boxes? Did I do these to the level that I know I'm capable of? And are there any gaps that I need to be aware of that I can start working on some strategies and some tactics to plug those gaps so that I don't repeat 
that performance in Q2. But also there's going to be some stuff that uh, you did that you were really, really happy with. So it's really important that you reflect on those and identify those and give yourself some, as I said, some praise for a, a job well done. But it's actually critical because if you break down the year, it's it, we always work in 90-day cycles. And I've often been told by, by numerous mentors and one in particular that your entire business, your entire career can literally change in the space of 90 days. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be massive results that you're going to see to come to fruition. But what it does do, it says we can change habits and create new habits in a space of 90 days, which creates a level of momentum that once momentum is uh, is built, it's very, very difficult to stop it. So it's it, you can actually put some things in place that over the ensuing 90 days and beyond, you'll start to reap some significant benefits. So here are some things that I considered that I, that I put out on the podcast back in January uh, that I was, I'm going to be reflecting on as well, and I suggest and I encourage and challenge you to do exactly the same thing. The first one was about making quick decisions. So if you've got a history of uh, procrastinating, and depending on, the I guess, the personal style or the behavior style that you have, there'll be some of us that actually have a tendency to delay decisions or take a little bit more time in making decisions. So procrastination potentially is a bit of a challenge for some of us. So one of the challenges that I've issued myself at the start of the year was to make quick decisions and just back my judgment more. So have you done that? Have you made quick decisions in pretty much everything you're trying to do? And just reflect on that. And if you have, great. If you haven't, think about where you could in the next 90 days make some better decisions and some quicker decisions that uh, and just back yourself and take a bit more risks. The other one was I suggested that whatever the goal you were having for the first quarter in uh, in January uh, double it. Now, question is did you double it? Now, I did and uh, whilst I didn't necessarily hit the doubled goal, I certainly made a lot more progress than I ordinarily would have if I had have just set my goals uh, as I normally would in, in the course of uh, any any pre-planning for a year or for a quarter. So again, we've got to be bold. We've got to be really thinking about, okay, what is possible first of all, but then add potentially a huge percentage to that. And that's why I say double it. Because as, uh, as I've always been told, and I keep sharing this with teams as well, and also individuals when it comes to goal setting, that goal setting needs to be, obviously it needs to be smart. So it needs to be really specific and not just ambiguous or general. But you need to be able to get a goal that, on the one hand, absolutely scares the living daylights out of you because you've got no idea how you're actually going to achieve it. But by the same token, on the on the flip side, you've also got to have a level of excitement that if I actually hit that goal, what would that mean for me? What would that mean for the business? What would that mean for the organization? What would that mean for the family, for example? So setting your goals really, really high should be a, a key criteria for creating that bold, bold year and the bold quarter that you're looking to achieve. The other one was um, don't focus too much on the results. Now, this is a this is a challenge for many, many sales leaders in particular, and I probably I think it's probably more a case of the conditioning and the environment that they are forced to operate in because a lot of organizations focus their entire attention on the quarter result, the half year result, the full year result. So they literally have their eyes on the scoreboard. And one of the things I've learned over the years is that if we take our eyes, you've got to have the scoreboard in place because that's the goal. And that ultimately at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year, that will determine whether you've actually hit the goal or not. So have you won the game or not? But what I'm really pleased about is more and more organizations are starting to wake up to the fact that just keeping your eyes on the scoreboard is not the not the strategy or the method to drive continuous improvement, nor is it the method to drive great exceptional performance. 
what will drive the needle, what will move it forward is to focus on the activities that we need to do on a daily basis. So focusing more on the progress that we're making, focusing on the key activities that we know that if we keep doing those and improving on those and adjusting those and repeating those, then that will lead to the result. To the point where ultimately the result really should take care of itself if we're doing the right things on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. The result will take care of itself. But the key thing is to focus on what what are those actions, what are those skill sets, what are those behaviors that we know will drive progress and ultimately will lead to the result. So don't be so focused at the exclusion of everything else on the scoreboard. Yes, you've got to have a goal to hit, but don't actually keep your eyes completely on that to the avoidance of everything else that you need to be doing in order to get yourself an opportunity to hitting that goal. The other one was um, be bold and take a chance. And this is about taking calculated risks. Unfortunately, still today, too many organizations, too many sales leaders and too many sales teams are playing it safe. They're looking at, okay, I almost want to guarantee that I'm going get, to get a good result before I put any action in place, before I make that phone call, before I send that email, before I connect to that person on LinkedIn, I want to guarantee that they're going to connect It's going to be a positive conversation. Well, there are no such things as those guarantees. So we need to, at some stage, take a calculated risk and be bold. Because here's the thing, if we continue to do what we've always done, we'll continue to get what we've always got. And if you want that to be the case, then pretty much your past will literally equal your future if we don't make some changes. But it takes a level of awareness to work out, okay, what is working and what is not working. So therefore, take a chance. So this quarter... If you haven't necessarily been as bold in quarter one as you would have liked to do or as you think you're capable of doing, then make it a really, really conscious goal and a conscious focus this quarter to be more bold. And that can be more bold in anything. And sometimes it's the smallest things you can be bold in that will actually reap the benefits longer term. So don't necessarily have to think about the big things. Think about the small things you can take small calculated risks in because what that's doing, it's actually starting to formulate a habit. And if you can do the small things really well, guess what? It'll translate and then being more comfortable doing the bigger things extremely well as well. So be bold and actually take a chance. The other one, and this is this is a case in point for all exceptional leaders and exceptional teams, and, and they get this, they understand this intuitively, uh, but they improve every single day. Now, for some of us, it means we've got to be consciously focusing on that and thinking about how can I get better today than I was yesterday. Now, if we're going to be making Q2 an even bigger one than Q1, then it stands to reason that we're going to have to continue to get better, which means we're going to have to go outside of our comfort zone. We're going to have to learn new things. We're going to have to implement new things. And it stands to reason, it presupposes that we are going to have to be bold in terms of what we actually do. So if you're thinking about getting bigger results in Q2, it means we have to get better. So focus on improving. Be better today than you were yesterday, but not as good as you were going to be tomorrow. And find opportunities. Find opportunities where you can serve and where you can give. Be a go, uh, go-giver go rather than a go-getter. Look for opportunities where you can serve, whether that be customers, whether that be family, whether that be organizations, whether that be key stakeholders, uh, whether it be peers, uh, and in some cases, whether it be your competitors. Now, I'm just putting it out there. If you actually look to serve anybody and it lifts the whole environment, then that's got to be a win for everybody and you'll actually get rewarded for that as well. So find opportunities where you can serve and give. And the biggest one is no matter what happens, don't give up. Don't stop. Just keep going. It's the key thing around momentum. Now, I've talked about a lot on this podcast, the focus of consistency and how consistency over time will compound. It's not a sexy word. It's not necessarily charismatic, but consistency will compound, which means 
we need to keep moving. Momentum is absolutely critical. So don't stop. So there are, there are some things we reflected on and spoke about at the beginning of 2021, at the beginning of Q1, and they are as equally, if not more important in the start of Q2 in terms of how we set up this quarter, but how we're going to end the quarter and what sort of momentum we're going to move into quarter three with our come, uh, what's it, April, May, at the start of July. So I had to, had to, <laughs> had to think about how many, how many months was a quarter there. So uh, apologies for that. So look at yourself and look at your team in terms of all of those areas. How have you, can you tick off and say, yep, I've made progress in all of those areas. I've been consciously focused on all of those areas. And if you have, awesome, keep doing what you're doing, but also challenge you to ramp it up even further this quarter. And if you haven't, then it's time to reflect in a quarter and really think about what you can do in those particular areas to give yourself every opportunity of finishing the quarter in really strong shape and setting yourself up for Q3 and Q4 being really strong and then making 2021 one of the best years you've ever had. So as a reminder, when you're going through these, you're going to find some things that, you know what, I'm probably not at the mark that I thought I would be or at the mark that I wanted to be. So part of this will be, it might be a difficult reflection in some areas, and that's perfectly okay because it's about having that conscious awareness of where I'm actually at because one of the key responsibilities, as we've always spoken about here on the podcast, for leaders in particular, is to define reality. However bad reality might look or however good reality might look, the key responsibility of that leader is to define what reality looks like. Now, part of this equation and part of this analysis may actually require you to start doing some things differently. So what are some things you need to start doing? And there's a very, very simple three-step model here called start, stop, continue. Now, this is this is really, really simple, but it's really, really profound. So if you've, you've done some analysis, you've looked back on what the first quarter has delivered and you've defined reality and you're not quite happy, you're not as happy as you'd like to be where you're at and you want to do some things differently and, and change what Q2 looks like, then you're obviously going to have to start to do some things differently. So what are those things you need to start doing? It may well be some of the stuff we've already talked about in terms of making quick decisions or and others, but it might be something completely different. So whatever it is for you, think about what is it that I need to start doing. Now, chances are when you identify that, it's going to be feeling clunky because it's going to be outside of your comfort zone, which is exactly what we want to see. Because you're going to have to do some things that are going to be different in order to get a different result. And it stands to reason. Because as we've said, keep doing the same thing, you'll potentially keep getting the same result. So what are some things you're going to have to start doing? There may also be some things when you're reflecting on the quarter that's just been. There may be some stuff that you need to stop doing. So what is it that you're doing right now that perhaps is not necessarily giving you the best return on your investment of time? And so you might be saying, okay, I've got to stop doing this. And it may be I've got to stop doing some low priorities or level D or priority C type tasks, which really, okay, they're easy to do, but they really don't add any value to the team or to the business or certainly my customer base. So why am I doing it? And it may well be that other people within your business are asking you to do reports, for example, which you have no idea how those reports are being used and it really doesn't add any value to the business. So the question is, why doing it? Why are we doing it? And it may well be that those sort of things, they're the things we need to stop doing because that creates space for us to start doing some of the things that we know will definitely move the needle forward. So identify some things you need to stop doing and get really, really granular and ruthless 
with the amount of time you're spending on certain tasks because we need to maximize our time on tasks that will move the needle forward and that is what's going to generate the momentum that we need in order to achieve what we want to achieve in Q2. And then the third part there is there'll be some things within your team but also things that you're doing as well that you'll need to simply continue to do. And it's these things that will continue to build the momentum and it's absolutely critical that you continue to focus on those, which means, again, you're gonna to have to create some space to enable you to do those particular activities because you know that they is what, that's what's gonna generate that momentum. So there's a, a really simple model that you can use as part of your planning and part of your execution tactics for the start of Q2, but also throughout Q2. What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to start doing? And what do you need to continue to do because it's the activity and the momentum we're going to create as i've always already said that will see us reap the benefits and reap rewards at the end of q2 uh, beginning of q3 and also beyond now to wrap up this message it's absolutely really really imperative that we become and remain crystal clear on why we're doing what we're doing set a clear goal be but more importantly determine the activities and the focus that's required to be done in order to get the result. Now, as Jim Rohn used to say, uh, he used to always say this, that you can't necessarily change your destination overnight, but what you can change is you can change your direction overnight. And through that, you can actually start to build the momentum as long as you do the things we've talked about today, as long as you do the start, stop, maintain analysis, and as long as you focus on those activities that will move the needle forward. I guarantee you, you're gonna get some fantastic results at the end of Q2 and set yourself up for a powerful Q3 as long as you're committed and as long as you stay the course. So with that, hope that message makes sense. Hope that resonates with you and your team and hope that is enough to get you uh, um, up and about and let's ramp it up for the start of Q2. And of course, if you're committed and you're ready to go to the next level and take it to the exceptional sales letter level, love to work with you one-on-one. So uh, simply go to my calendar, jump on to lead with darren.com pick a time that suits we'll jump on a zoom call talk about all things sales leadership and what the program looks like for you and i've got uh, got some slots open ready to work with you if you are committed and ready to go yes there is an investment we can start working as early as next week look forward to that conversation and i certainly look forward to working with you as an exceptional sales leader like i'm doing with a number of people right now and it's absolutely uh, fantastic absolutely loving it so the key message today really really sit down analyze how q1 uh, finished Look at what you've done well. Look at where you potentially uh, had some shortfallings, but also do that analysis in turn to stop, start, continue. Set those bold goals for, for Q2 and really get after it because let's really ramp it up even more this quarter because you'll be so glad you did when you look back at the end of Q2 and be glad that you actually spent this time at the beginning of Q2 because the results will absolutely astonish you. So with that, have a uh, phenomenal rest of the day and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.